Welcome to our podcast, Inspiring Living, with me, Mark Candelario. I am an architect, blogger, traveler, chef, father, and husband. I am the founder and now partner of a fabulous 20-person architecture firm specializing in high-end residential architecture, designing amazing homes across the country. We have hosted tours over the last 20 years to Italy, Spain, and soon Napa. And in the course of all this, I have met a lot of interesting people who truly inspire me. We are excited to now be in our second season, and our podcast is about all the opportunities that are right there in front of us to inspire living. Yes, we will talk about architecture and design, but every week we will venture to all sorts of topics that will inspire you, teach you, and motivate you to inspire living every day. My guests will include a wide gamut of amazing people from those in the design industry to clients to real estate professionals, chefs, artists, sports figures, and philanthropists and people who just flat out get it. So sit back and enjoy and let's have some fun exploring all the opportunities that are there just waiting for us. Please subscribe and get ready to be inspired every week. Okay, as my dad says, here we go. Good morning and happy Halloween from the Black Walnut Inn in Dundee, Oregon, which will be the home for our 2022 Candelaria Design Oregon Pinot Tour. And it will be our 20th tour overall, with then the Spain Tour in June and Italy in September. We have booked the entire Black Walnut Inn for our five-day tour, and we have just two spots left. Thanks to all of you who have signed up. You are all in for an amazing adventure. It is so good to be here. It is absolutely beautiful. It's quiet. It's peaceful. The food is outstanding. And of course, Pinot wine. I mean, come on. It's, it's off the charts. It is absolutely magical here. It's beautiful fall weather, and we'll be doing this in spring, but uh, we're enjoying the fall leaves, the fall color, the cool, brisk air. And I'm sharing plenty of posts on my feed and story on Instagram and Facebook. And the trip details are on our website, so check it out. Okay, a couple of announcements. We have a spectacular Candelar Design home in the current issue of Phoenix Home and Garden Magazine. And it will be on the magazine's Fall Home VIP Tour set for just a couple weeks, November 13th. We'll be cooking paella there. And so I encourage you to get your tickets right away for this fabulous tour featuring several spectacular homes from across the valley. Our home has lovely interiors by Avril Interiors, and the home was built by the Allen Companies. The link to get your tickets is on our webpage and in today's podcast story notes. Okay, our podcast today is with Priscilla Nelson, who is a very inspiring lady who happens to be an amazing artist and one of my new friends that I have had the pleasure to meet as we both sit on the board of Scottsdale Arts. I was fortunate enough to visit her studio and gallery where we recorded this podcast, her work is absolutely beautiful and very thought-provoking, and you will love our conversation on art, architecture, and design. Give her podcast a listen. Her, here is artist Priscilla Nelson. Our guest today is contemporary figurative artist Priscilla Nelson. She has been a professional artist for over 40 years and has explored many mediums and subject matter over that time, including the human figure, landscapes, clothing, cars, and water. Her art is featured in private and public collections throughout the United States and abroad, and she has a studio here in North Scottsdale, which we're sitting in today on a beautiful Sunday, October day. And I met Priscilla through the Scottsdale Board of Arts. That's our first encounter, just what, a couple, about three weeks ago? It was, yeah. Yeah, so time. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You said Thank this you. is your first first podcast as a guest. It is, yes. Well, you've never done one. You're, you're going to do one today, so... I'm so glad you made me come to your studio because this is, for me, is absolutely amazing. Thank I you. love this. I mean, just if I could paint a picture of you right now with this, with the art, your brushes, it's just, there's so much energy, I feel, just sitting in this room. Thank you. It's, it's awesome. So how long have you been a board member? I think you came on, you said, or I came on, you, we came in about the same amount about of time. About the same time. I think I was maybe at most two months before. Okay. So this is our first year. Yeah. As board members. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was blessed to just happen to randomly sit right next to you that I know. day. The A-team. The A-team. So that was <laughs> fun. So I'm pretty excited about being on the board. How about you? Oh, I am. Actually, you know, it's, uh, I've heard about it for many years and finally had the opportunity to participate and firm believer in what they do and what they bring to our community. Yeah. The Scottsdale Arts has always been a big deal. I, when I first moved here in the early 80s, um, I was fortunate to work with architect George Christensen, who mm -hmm. designed the old Elaine Horwich Gallery down in, in uh, Old Town. I don't think it's, I know it's not there anymore. Uh, but that was always a beautiful space. He won lots of awards for that gallery because of the use of natural light and 
Right. And so there's always been a real um, strong presence of art in this community. And I, I, I'm so excited with what uh, Gerd Wurstman oh, is doing. <laughs> He's doing such a fabulous job. And I'm just, I'm just um, really taken by his organization and his strength and his leadership. And, and I'm really excited to be a part of this now. Yeah, I, and I think, uh, you know, at least in the year that we've been there, mm-hmm. I love the, the clarification of the mission. Right. And one of the things I love about it is not only to develop, advance, and deliver high-quality art and cultural events for our community, but I really love the way they work with the artists as well. Yeah. It is a really, it's a mutual benefit. It's interactive. It really is. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a huge difference um, and makes a difference, I think, in what they deliver yeah. to the community. That's, that's the part I'm very excited about. I think some of these events that they're trying to put together where you meet the artist, you're part of the whole process of, you know, how the painting was made and it just I love that whole interactive aspect of where they're going. Well, and I think that's something that we have lost yeah. um, a lot in w- when it comes to the arts. Um, as you, you know, being an artist is uh, quite isolating um, in many ways. Yeah. And we've lost the ability to interact with the art lover, with the viewer. Yeah. And I think Scottsdale Arts is just has changed that. That's interesting. Yeah. And because I want to talk about that a little bit. I remember my younger years when I was really, you know, really enamored with the idea of becoming an artist and obviously chose architecture. It was, you know, and both, both mediums are the same. I mean, you're, there's so much time involved Mm -hmm. and you're locked away trying to get, you know, whatever you're doing done. And at least I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, but when I was younger, it was really hard to, to give up being with your friends and being where the action was and sitting in your studio and working for eight hours. It's finding that balance. Oh my gosh. It's but easier as they get older. Uh, well, I think we... I don't feel like I'm missing anything right. anymore. Right. I think, <laughs> it, yeah, that's the thing. We, we've done it. Yeah. We've been there and we're no longer missing it. Right. I think that's like a really good point. Yeah. So tell us about your art. What do you typically paint and what inspires you? So I'm mainly known as a figurative contemporary um, artist. I paint oil and canvas. I've done acrylic, watercolor. I'm the queen of blending. Yeah. Um, people look at my skin tone and... First thing I said when I walked in the door, I was like, you know, and I paint, mm-hmm. so I have a real appreciation for what you do, but that was the first thing that I noticed is, I asked you, do you are these airbrushed? Correct, yeah. I mean, they look perfect. Yeah. And, and you do it all by hand. All by hand and tiny paintbrushes. Um, and it's all, all, it's all about the blending. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you. And so my goal as a painter, a figurative to me tells a story. And right. I love that in a painting. I appreciate all kinds of art. Um, but what I like to capture is that poignant kind of thought moment that somebody looks at my paintings and wonders what are they thinking about. Yeah. Um, you know, the body conveys so much message, not just words, but right. how we move, how we dress. And so I use all those components to hopefully capture a moment and tell a story yeah. in my work. That was the first thing that happened to me when I walked in is is the word wonder. I was wondering what's the story. I mean, right away you think about what's the story right. that's the underlying message of this painting or how did this painting come to be? And so I love that part about figurative work. And we mm-hmm. talked about that a little bit earlier. It's yes. just, I, I, I see the story or I feel, I know there's a story. And sometimes with, with purely abstract, I'm just looking at it from the visual standpoint. Correct. That's beautiful or that's scary or whatever. It's an emotion. Right. But your your work, every piece that I see in here, I know there's a story behind it. Yeah, there is. And and one of the things that I love is I might know my story as I'm painting it, but I'm even more interested in the viewer Mm -hmm. and what their story. I'm always amazed the stories that they attach to a particular painting hmm. and sometimes opposite of what I was thinking when I was painting it, but I never correct them. Right. Because like anything else, you know, we look at people yeah. and we immediately attach stories to them. Yeah. Well, that's what it's my, pa- yeah, it's the same thing. And you know, and I do realism, but at first when you see it, you go, is that a painting or is that a photograph? But the closer you get to it, you realize that it is a painting. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do photorealism. Right. Um, and so... Now, you abstract it enough that it removes that 
that photo real like you know just painting a photo correct you've you've made some type of interpretation yes. of what you saw or what that photo had and it adds to the whole fabric of that story yes Does yes. that make sense exactly yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly my goal when i paint and mm-hmm. you know again the balance is is knowing when to stop yeah that if you add more to it then it's going to become too realistic yeah that's so funny and that you know that's one thing i tell people a lot because I love to cook, as everybody knows, mm-hmm. and I love to paint. I don't paint as much as I would like to because of the time factor. But as I get older, that's one, one thing I want to do. But the word you just said is so true in all three of those mediums is knowing when to stop. Yes. And I tell it to clients all the time. I says, you get to a certain point, you need to stop because if you keep adding to it, you're going to lose it. It's just going to become this. It's going to become gray. It right? becomes gray. Right. It becomes this mishmash of, of everything. You put too many ingredients in the recipe. It ha- ultimately has no flavor exactly because you can't make out anything. So I found that all of these mediums have a lot of the same rules mm-hmm. and it's, I just find it so fascinating. They're just in different time and they're just in different medium. Right. It, it's, it's as a creator is yeah. knowing when you've reached that point that the information is enough, yep. but not so overwhelming right? that it takes over. Right. And with every piece that you do, you fine tune that ability, I think, don't you? Oh, I think, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I when mean, you look at your earlier work versus work now, you you know you know exactly what that feeling is, right? When it's when it's there. When it's there. Yeah. And one thing that I do is I set my work aside for two months. Oh, okay, that's good too. And then I bring it back. Yeah. And if nothing has changed, then it's a done deal. Every once in a while, I said, "Oh, there's a mistake." Yeah. <laughs> so there's another interesting analogy is is on a house you know everyone's always in a hurry let's do this house mm-hmm. let's, let's go let's go let's go and i found what you just said to be very true it's sometimes really good for clients to just you know get it to a point put it away live with it a little bit then re-pull it up look at it and all of a sudden you'll see things like oh i never noticed it that way the other thing we talked about a minute ago was turning it upside down oh yeah which i found very fast you paint a lot of things you've got a painting right here i'm looking at it's set it's in your easel upside down yeah, so tell us about that all of my work um some of the, my pieces take six months i have a couple that have taken 16 months mm-hmm. to uh, just that the process. the process yep and i every single piece that you see around here half of its lifetime when it was being created was upside down hmm. and it just changes the perspective our mind dictates a lot more than we realize yeah what an eye should look like, what a piece of clothing should look like. Right. And the minute you turn it upside down, it becomes abstract. Right. And you don't have that predisposition of what it's supposed to be. Correct. Right. It is completely You're just looking gone. at it purely from an aesthetic standpoint. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with doing a house. I tell people, turn your plans upside down. Turn it a different mm-hmm. way. Turn it away from the way that you haven't seen it before. And then all of a sudden you see things from a totally different perspective. And it changes things. So yep. that's, I've always done that. I'm self-taught. Mm-hmm. No one ever told me you're doing it wrong. I'm right. sure there's some masters in the arts <laughs> out there that if they saw me paint would be pulling their hair going, oh, oh I'm what is the she? same thing. I'm but the same thing. I was self-taught in architecture. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same, same exact thing, what you're saying. It totally resonates with yeah. me. But I have my way and I've been at it over 40 years and too old to change. So <laughs> <laughs> You're on your journey and your journey is going to take you to where exact. it takes you, right? And I'm happy in my journey. So that's, yeah. That's totally right. So one of the things that uh, caught my attention in your work, and you mentioned it, is your use of painting water. Mm-hmm. And your water is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And again, we're doing an audio podcast and no one can see these things. So I <laughs> encourage you to go see your website uh, because these pieces are on her website and we'll put the link in our story notes. But you paint water in a very, very, very beautiful way. Now, one person that when I saw your work, y- you make me think of is David Hockney. Yes. And yeah. so he was one of my favorite artists when I was when I was first getting in architecture and and because he painted houses with water. He did. Absolutely. And so I was always drawn to that. And when I saw your work, that's the first thing I thought of. Is I was like, oh, wow, this is like, I'm going to meet David Hockney today, you know. It's, <laughs> you're, it's, but your work is just beautiful. I love how you interject the, the human form into it mm-hmm. and light and a story and movement, like that one piece where the girl's coming out of the water. Right, right. Let's talk about that a little bit. So, so maybe I should go back to how it started. So obviously did figurative, loved uh, painting, um, what people wore. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can have five women, five men... And we make a statement with what we put on every single time. 
Um, so that's how it all started. That's what I became fascinated with. And my daughter, who's now 30, was 17 at the time, had a summer dress on, was leaning into the pool. I made it through the front door out to the back so it was not make any noise. And I pushed her in because <laughs> that's the kind of parent that I am. <laughs> yeah. um, and in that moment, I realized how the clothing was moving in the water and how the sun was reflecting off yeah. her skin. She was not a happy camper at all. Anyway, that's how my underwater series started. started. It was huh. sort of a joke. Having said that, I'm a swimmer. Mm -hmm. I'm literally, my favorite place is near the water, mainly the ocean. So, of course, I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, which is a desert. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Um, and so I've always been a swimmer, fascinated by water. And that moment when I saw how water moved light and bounced off the skin and moved the clothing right. in such a chaotic manner i just became fascinated by it yeah no it's it's, it's beautiful and the way, like i said the way you ca you capture it in a canvas is just magical it's just Dang. absolutely beautiful well you know artists have I've, you always hear a oh, water is so hard to capture and it's a very simple subject matter but in its simplicity right you have to do, there's certain key things you have to do. And I think that people overthink water when they're going to try to create it or, or you know, paint recreate it. or paint it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so simplified. And what denotes is this water is its contact with the shoreline yeah. or with the figure. Yeah. Interesting. You know, I'm looking at your painting here of the lady with the, with the um, cloth. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that cloth could have easily just been water. Yes. It, you know, and the way you've painted it there, then I look at your water painting, it's like there's a lot of similarities. A lot of similarities. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's that movement. So what's it like to be an artist today? In the year 2021, what's it like being an artist today? Talk about the business of art. You know, it's, it's, really, it's always been competitive, and I think that it has become even more competitive. Um, the social media, mm -hmm. um, all the internet um, selling, yeah. you know, points. Um there's a lot more artists and I think that that social media um, has also changed the perspective for the galleries. It's mm -hmm. equally competitive for them. Um, it's got to be hard for the galleries to sort out who's a keeper and who's good and who's going to have longevity and who's going to actually add value to, you know, their gallery and their name I had a good I had a good gallery owner on my podcast a few months ago, and it was really interesting to talk to him about that whole phenomenon. Oh yeah, no, and it's it's a difficult business, mm -hmm. um, and like I said, with with the competition um, out there, uh, so I think social media has greatly changed things, um, as has all the venues that you can buy and sell art. Sure, you still as an artist need that credibility. Right, I think it's very intimidating for the buyer. Yeah. to see uh, all this you know? art. How do you know? The same with the the galleries. The right. same problem. Before galleries, sort of made that credibility. They were the gatekeepers. They were the gatekeepers, yep. and all that has changed. Yep. And I've run more and more into people that love art and are so intimidated so intimidated as to how to buy, what to buy. Right. Um, so uh, for artists, um, you have to not only be creative and obviously constantly work on becoming a good artist, mm -hmm. you have to be business savvy. Mm -hmm. And there's so many changes. It, it reflects society in general. Right. So many f changes constantly coming on that if you're stuck and this is how I do it and I do oil and my right. art is so special you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. You're going to be in trouble. You know, NFTs, don't yeah. even get me started. We do not have enough time for NFTs. <laughs> I have spent over a month studying and reading about it. And I understand... Non-fungible tokens. Tokens, right? right? And the non-fungible part is the actual the digital image. Right. You know, the token with uh, Bitcoin, that's the fungible part. Right, right, right. So anyway, so... In a nutshell, what it is, is let's say, and I'm going to use us as an example. I have this image, mm -hmm. and I do a digital image of it, and you buy it as an NFT. Right. You have now the rights, depending on our agreement, to use this image. So it works really well for companies right. to use this image, download it, show it on a screen. You'll never be able to have it in your walls because it only exists for you mm -hmm. as a digital hmm. print. But you can have the right to use it. use it. Exactly. I still own the image. 
And like regular art, I have the copyright hmm. to that image, and I have the right to reproduce it. Okay. And I like to use this example. When Apple came out, BlackBerry mm-hmm. was not worried about it. Right. They said, ah, oh, drop in the bucket. BlackBerry is so entrenched in yep. corporate America that this new device device yeah. is not going to change the world kind of thing or our world. Right. And I, it's the same application to art. Hmm. Um, you better be aware of... Um, how this is all going to work and how play out. How it's all going to work. And it might be a... You know, my fizzle tomorrow, my right. drop. But we have a generation that thinks differently. So it's a Netflix to Blockbuster. Big time. Yeah. Big time. And we have a generation, in my opinion, that thinks differently. Yeah, totally. One thinks differently. Um, our generation, our parents' generation, the massive homes, the massive art collection. Yep. Guess what? The 20, 30-year-olds don't want that. Yeah, it's funny because I talk about someday, you know, we, we design the 20,000, 30,000 square foot homes. And obviously we do the smaller homes too, but mm-hmm. I told, I've been telling some people, you know, in, in the future, you might just live in a 10 by 10 box and your food will come to you digitally on a 3d printer right. and you can live in any type of, you could live in the Versailles, you could live in, mm-hmm. you know, Italy one day, it's all virtual, but you're just in your 10 by 10 box and it's all <laughs> the space you need. And you'll, you'll just, everything will be virtual. Your food will be I virtual. Your, your environment will be, vir- I mean. That's Who sort knows? of scary, but kind of scary, isn't it? <laughs> but but I th- so I think you know if I was to tell artists, is just be aware of the changes. Yeah, you have to be. They're not all great, no. um, but you better adapt. Yeah, because otherwise, before you know you, it, you're the blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. And before you know it, you've been left behind. Yeah. And whether we like it or not, generations are changing. They're changing how we do things. Yeah. And it's changing very, very quickly, I it think. It changes very quickly. Yeah. I mean, But there's still a, the aspect of being a creator. Oh, that you can't, absolutely. You can't reproduce or 3D print a creator. You have to create... The, the creator has to create the 3D, the 3D file that the 3D printer prints. Right. Right? Yeah. So that part, I think, is still really, really important. Well, that's why it was interesting by NFTs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have to have a creator. Right. The digital image is still, still being created by, by somebody. somebody. Right. Right. So I could take one of my paintings and turn it into an NFT. Right. And the selling process is something totally different. Um, and so that's what I'm now yeah. working but, on. But good art and good design, whether it's an oil painting or NFT, there's a there's a difference between sure. good art and just someone that just put some crummy out there and says, Absolutely. "Oh, I've got an NFT now." Blah blah right. blah. It's like, well, yeah, it looks all horrible, you yeah. know. And there's a lot of crummy. There I is a lot. That's what you're tr- that's what you're alluding to. There's right. a f- there's a plethora of crummy art that's being right. kind of put on all of us. Correct. And who's the sifter? Correct. Exactly. Know? Right. Yep. And it's, it's uh, tough. It's tough, I think, for the serious artist, and it's tough for the collector. Right. Or the art lover. Exactly. So let's backtrack now. What did your path to become a professional artist look like? And what was your focus? Was it, has it always been oil painting? No, I started, you know, pencil drawing. I mean, uh, so, but I, as Where are you from originally? So I was born in Washington, D.C. My mom's half Spanish, half English. Okay. Um, I was raised in mainly, you know, Connecticut area, Uh Virginia, and then also lived in Costa Rica 13 years off and on. Um, my dad had an office, worked in New York City and in San Jose. Interesting. So, speak Spanish, speak English, and they put me in the equivalent of a half French school. <laughs> and so, I have an accent no matter what. But I, they were, so I was always drawing. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. since I was a child, I had amazing parents that just channeled that. I mean, every Christmas, every birthday, there was new art materials yeah. for me to play with. And um, went off through school, went off to college, uh, Virginia Tech, uh, biology. Okay. I was studying biology and art, yeah. you know, took my I art classes. I have a classes. Niece, niece that went to school there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my thought process was medical field because I love the science. I love biology. And my dad, Mr. New York executive, talked me out of medical school. Mm. I like the line he used that you mentioned in your bio. Yeah. So he called me in and we're talking. He goes, what are you doing? And, you know, we go through the thing. And he said... Um, because, you know, uh, 
it's for you to make this decision. He says, but let me tell you something. You're not coming back as an artist. And I looked at him like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And he goes, life's not a dress rehearsal. Right. You got one shot. He goes, this is it. And he said, this is your one and only chance to yeah. be an artist. And right there I knew. Yeah. And I dropped out of school. Yeah. I mean, went to Boston and um, did one year of school museum of fine arts. And they put me in a corner to do my own thing. And I'm like, why am I paying you guys to... <laughs> Well, I knew I didn't want to work for a museum. I right. knew that at that point I didn't want to necessarily own a gallery. I wanted to paint. Right. You wanted to be an artist. Yeah. And one of the things as artists that we try to achieve is having our own style. I have never taken... No, this is not good or bad. Mm -hmm. This is just what worked for me. I have never taken a course under any artist hmm. or a workshop. Because I was always afraid that then you start painting like somebody else. Right, right. And if I had a dollar for every gallery that has said to me, oh, you have a really unique style. <laughs> we <laughs> don't know where to put you. Yeah, you, that, it just came organically. It, it did. Yeah. So yeah. that's, so they constantly, like I said, just encouraged me, both my parents. And one of the things that I, I think it's a special story for me anyway. So I remember coming back from Boston one summer and my dad very excitedly goes, I came up. So I used to sign, at 16, sign my art, Priscilla. Hmm. I soon learned that female artists actually had hard, more difficult time than male artists <laughs> getting notice. So I said, that's it. I'm going to change it to Nelson, which was my maiden name. So I came home one summer. And my dad goes, here, look at this. I've put your signature together. And I'm going, what? And he showed me this little scrap of paper where he had to sign how to sign hmm. Nelson. And I fell in love with it. And I copied it. And so every painting that you see here, where you see Nelson, mm -hmm. that's his signature. Oh, that's interesting. That's so cool. I think of my dad that's every nice. single time. That's nice. So. Very cool. Yeah, my folks bought me Legos. Okay, there you and go. And art kits. And that's, that's exactly, it had such an influence on me. Uh, yeah, I remember them giving me a toolkit once and I didn't know what to do with that. You know, <laughs> like power tools? Mm, I don't think so. And I, and I you know, it's, I, I mean, extremely unusual for a parent. Yeah. For both of them to be that supportive of the arts. I wish more parents were because yeah. you can be a surgeon and be an artist. So I have a question for you on that, on that front that, that yes. I've talked to a lot of people about. And I was self-taught. I did go to college for a couple of years, but then dropped out and just started working for an architect. And... I just like you just said, I think for me anyway, that was one of the best things I could have ever done because I just, I learned by doing it. I wasn't having a teacher teach me, this is theory, this is, you know, right. blah, 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 blah. I just learned it by, by doing it every day mm -hmm. and was really almost unconscious, you know, subconsciously learning architecture. Sure. And so what's your thoughts? I mean, I know there's great art schools and, and there's the whole university system, you know, when you look back at the Renaissance and back in the, that those other times, it was really an apprenticeship type Correct. method of learning, right? Correct. What's your thoughts on all of that? So, so here's whether you're an abstract artist, whether you do watercolor, doesn't matter. Medium is, is all the same. You yeah, just got to learn how to exactly how to use it. The key to me, and I, you know, I say I'm self-taught, but in all honesty, we always have that one or person or two people. Who inspire you? Who inspired and, and guided us? Or and mentored you? Yeah, my I had two amazing high school art teachers mm -hmm. that were so strong with drawing. Ditto here, and that's Same it. Thing. That's it. You yep. want a good artist? You want to be good at art? Master drawing. Yeah. And from then you can take it. You know, let's take one of my favorite artists, and I'll tell you why he's one of my favorite. Picasso. Yeah. He was a master at drawing. At muralist yeah. realism yeah when you see his realistic portrait work, work it's beautiful the guy was incredible mm -hmm. he had that knowledge that base to then deconstruct right what he 100 percent had mastered right and that's why his cubism right. worked yeah it's coming from a place of knowledge right um so no i think i think if you want to be an artist and, and college degrees are important if you're going to work in the museums if you want to take right. it to a different level or be a professor be a professor to be honest with you if you want to be a studio artist i think you need to go a different way which is 
and not get into billions of dollars of debt. Correct. I mean, <laughs> right? I, I, I tell, you know, oh, you want to be a, you know, design. No, you need to go to school. You need to get a degree. Otherwise, you're not going to get hired. Right. But if what you want to do is this. Right. This is the different path. Yeah. Take some take some art classes. Scottsdale has a beautiful art school Absolutely. right downtown. Absolutely. Take a couple classes and then just start doing your thing. And learn the basics. Yep. You know, get strong in drawing and then from there take it to where you want. Take right. a class on how to use oils if that's what you're right. interested learn in. Learn the techniques, use but, the tools. But otherwise create I'm very careful. I love there's a I love going to galleries. Yeah. Love to see artwork. I'm very careful not to study. Right. Just enjoy it. Does artists too much. Huh. I don't want it to dictate what yeah. I do. Interesting. That's interesting. Uh, so let's, 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 we talked about your life a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you were married or you are married now. I am, yeah. Second and marriage. you have a daughter and two I stepsons. I do. Let's talk about that a little bit. So, um, you know, and it takes back to, you know, how did I get here? So when I, I got divorced when my daughter was 10. Yeah. And all of a sudden, single mom. Uh, work two tough. Oh, very tough. Mm -hmm. Work two jobs. Uh, the least important thing was my art compared to what I had sure. to do. So I would paint one, two hours at night, at midnight. I'm, goodness, I'm a night owl. Um, and that's all the time. And it actually, you know, there's several things that I think were good. Mm -hmm. It was a tough time for me to be an artist. But one thing, it, it, sh it taught me patience not to rush the painting. Right. I knew I only had an hour a night. Um, and so I better do a piece that would take time. Right. And that's why now I can work on a painting 13 months and I'm a-okay with that. That's the process. Yeah. Um, the other thing that it taught me was I had to take advantage of that one hour that I had to paint or two hours. So I couldn't afford to look at a blank canvas and say I'm not in the mood. Mm. Just got after it. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. That was my only time. And I was still trying to make it as an artist, sure. even through all that time period. But you developed that technique of discipline. Of discipline and yeah. of not looking, not being intimidated by the white canvas. Right. And I, you see here I have seven paintings going at the same time because of that process. Yep. It all stems from that time period. And then um, remarried 10 years ago, um, someone that born with a briefcase, business oriented like mm. there's no tomorrow mm. no concept of what the art, wor art world on this side was like and i've never had the support like i have does that make a big difference huge difference yeah huge. i've been married three times and i'm married now to my wife isabel who's a designer mm -hmm. so uh, who does appreciate and understands kind of what we go through right and you know we just are always there for each other Right. Yeah. Oh, it's a, yeah, and it's a huge. And even if someone, you know, my husband obviously has Chuck has learned a lot from the art world, and he still shakes his head. But <laughs> <laughs> having said that, no, that support allows me to. It's a very time-consuming. Yeah. No, it's, uh, that's just endeavor. It. That's what we were talking about earlier. Is you know the isolation part of it. When you're painting, it's just you with that piece of work, yeah. and you're there for hours sometimes. So this is what I found. You you mentioned that, and I've always find it interesting. I'm an extreme extrovert. I have zero concept of what shyness is or means. It's an alien thought to I me. I picked up on that right away. Did you really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so to me, the extrovert, I've about six days out of the week, I'm here eight to ten hours painting. And okay. it's just me, myself, and I. You know, there's no human contact. Right. I get energy from people. So I need to go to a restaurant or go somewhere where I encounter people. Right. I'm married to an introvert. I'm surrounded by introverts in my family. Huh. But so here's regarding the arts, which I find interesting. The, most artists are introverts. So they have all this time to paint. And where they have difficulty is going out there and putting themselves out there and exposing right. themselves. Right. I'm the opposite. I have to be very strict about my painting time because otherwise I'd be out there all, all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. That sounds familiar too. So yeah. I think you and I are very, very similar. And yeah. like I said, when I was younger, it was even harder. Yes. Because I was thinking I was missing out on stuff. And as I'm older, I'd done it, been there, done that, like we said. And mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel so, so like I'm missing out. Right. And, and, and now after all these years, it's really funny because I just had like five days, went to Santa Fe with friends, et cetera. And I was itching, just <laughs> to oh, dying to come back and Get spend my it. 10 out. Yeah. So 
it's fine like anything else in life it's just finding the balance yeah um you know i like to say um this is the product my painting is the right. product but this is what's selling it right so you have you have to be out there you have to expose yourself as a person yep and, and get your work out there and get that's how you get your work out yep. so the artists that are constantly in the studio and don't don't go out are going to have a really difficult time yeah and it's the same thing in architecture there's a lot of architects that are very introverted they're very they're in the studio they're not at you know gala we were at a gala last night just meeting people and being out mm, there exactly and you know it is it's so important to get your work out there for you to be out there otherwise no one knows about your work you know and so much like what we do is personality driven i mean i may be working with a client for three years and you need to be able to connect with them right you know if you can't make have any type of connection with them you're just they're like a machine you right know? and so what what makes it so fun and rewarding for me and i think my clients is that connection oh yes yeah. so, well somebody once told me and it resonated immediately i knew that was the truth they said um they're brought you know they're buying you right they're invested in you right and through that they like your art yeah. and that's how collectors are born i have some collectors that have five six or my paintings right and at one point, you know, I say, hey, you know, when are you opening the Nelson Museum? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's but true. I they mean, make that relationship. Yep. You know? I've got clients that I've done six houses for. Right. It's yep. the same thing. Just like I said, a different medium. Different medium. But yeah, yeah collectors, I think, you know, we, my wife and I've started collecting art and I, I, I'm hoping I can buy one of your paintings <laughs> here soon because I love your work. Thank you. Uh, but we love it. We love the story behind the, the, the piece of art. Sure. And knowing the artist and what their life is about and all of yeah. those things. It makes it such, it just makes it so much more interesting than just putting a piece of art on the wall. Yeah, right. And I've actually, I've, I've taught it a couple of times. It's a course to like corporate America. Mm -hmm. I might, I'm about to do one and it's, you know, buy what you love. And I have a great story. A lady had come into my studio here and looking at my work, she goes, Oh, I love this piece. I love this piece. And I go, okay. You know, and I'm not the artist, you right. know, I, I want people that buy I really believe buy what you love. Right. It might not be mine and that's okay. Yeah. And if it's not mine, I can help you find the artist that speaks <laughs> to you. And so anyway, so this poor woman said, you know, she mentioned, I hate this painting. I hate, and I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, well, I have this painting in my home that I really hate. And I'm like, why would you have something you hate? <laughs> yeah. And she goes, oh, it was gifted. And I said, well, gift it back, give it, send it back to the person that loved it. who was yep. a family member. And I said, and let them enjoy it. I said, but you're waking up every day to something that you don't like. You don't like. What a way to start <laughs> your morning. So she did that. And she comes back and she goes, guess what? It was shipped yesterday. She goes, I want to buy one of your pieces. And I said, no. And she looked at me and I said, I want you to remove that feeling mm -hmm. that you First. had in that room with that wall. Leave it blank. For a while. Please. Yep. I said, you can live with it for a month. I said, then come back and you tell me what piece speaks to you. Interesting. And she came back and bought something totally different. Wow. That's cool. And I'm like, you know, See, make, you make it cleanse. your space. Yeah, cleanse. Make it your space. And I'm very comfortable with the fact that somebody goes, oh, I love your work, but it's not my style. Right. And I've had that happen. And three years later, they come and buy a piece because yeah. they're ready for. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. And we're, we're always evolving, you know, personally. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And the things that affect you in your life out there then affect the way you look at things. And, you know, right. the whole thing is just so, so enormously well, cool. And, and, you know, you just use the word evolve. And yeah. as artists, when I hear an artist go, oh, you know, I've arrived. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, it's you never a, arrive, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody says that, it's a constant growth oh, process. You totally. know, every painting, I learn something new. Every painting, you know, speaks differently to me for a reason. But it's, oh, yeah. I, th I mean, I'd, how horrible if I thought that I had arrived and I had nothing else to learn. Yeah. No, that it's, it's funny because it seems like the older I get and the more experienced I get, the dumber I am. Does that make sense? But that's a sign of being very smart, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, I still have so much more to oh, learn. Yeah, and I've learned all this, but look at what how much there is to go, you know. Oh, it's, yeah. just, it's endless. No, no. And and it's sometimes I on purpose don't do the computer because yeah, what? What is what's an NFT? Right. <laughs> that's exactly you know. right. 
So you you do commissioned work too. I do, yes. And at, you know, similar to architecture, a commissioned work, you know, someone hires us to design a house mm-hmm. versus us designing a spec house, well, what we want. Sure. It's a big difference, isn't it? Huge difference. Yeah, Huge talk difference. about that a little bit. So when I do my piece, I can remove something. I can interpret something. I can change a color. You can do whatever you want. I can do whatever I want. And the final product is my vision. When you have someone wanting to do a commission behind you right there i'm doing Mm -hmm. three pet three dogs in one painting i better get them exactly right those are someone's babies and they'll recognize the difference i cannot interpret the fur the color of the eyes or anything like that you know when i work with interior designers um a lot of i shouldn't say a lot of artists but it's a different language Mm -hmm. and when you come to me with a commission it's your piece right you have the vision. Right. It's your right? house. It's your house. <laughs> it's your design. Not it's, my house. This is your house. It's, your, it's actual. It's, yeah. You're the architect. You know what you want on that wall. Right. Um, you're the interior designer. You and your client you know. You have to listen. You have to listen. And and, and it's, it's, it's all about communication. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I don't see it. It ceases to be my creation, although I'm creating the mm-hmm. piece. It is their creation. Right. So when I work with an interior designer and I say, I want these three colors and I want it organic, I don't want this, but it's doable. Because but a lot of artists won't do that. No, they don't. Yeah. Because and a lot of architects won't do that. No. It's my way or the highway. Correct. Yeah. And everything tends to start looking the same. Because I will tell you, doing a commission is more complicated. Oh, yeah. Because you have those rules right. in place and you cannot mess with them. And a lot of artists either don't want to deal with that mm-hmm. or are intimidated by that. Right. I've had pieces that the interior designer has come and said, mm, almost there, but at that point, I better be totally opening <laughs> to adding more to it or changing it. Yeah. So it's a part of it is ego. Yeah. I mean, I'm oh, e- yeah, it's I'm a balance between their ego and your ego. I'm ego about these pieces. They're mm-hmm. mine. Yep. And don't come and tell me how to do it or how what to do, to do it. it because I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. Because Exactly. Yeah. But when it's their vision, yep. then no, it's their ego. It's not mine. So let me ask you this, because we run into this sometimes. It, me, do you ever have a client where they're asking you to do something and it's just like, you do not want to do that. This yes. is that's not going to look good. Yes. Do you tell them that? Absolutely. Do they listen all the time? Um, I would say nine out of ten times they do. And yeah. if they don't, then I don't take the job. Yeah, okay. Because I know that I won't be able to... Satisfy them. To or satisfy or deliver what they want, right. number one. And number two, every piece that leaves this studio, I better be proud of it. Yeah. So it's, it's my name sig- on it. It's my name on it. And same, same for us. It's my name on it. And if you, I mean, I have a list of artists that are amazing that will be able to do what they want. Yeah. And I send it to them. Yeah. I, I just, I, again, it goes back to, I want this to mean something, something. to the people mm-hmm. that take it to their home. Um, See, have you ever remodeled a piece? <laughs> as far as. Well, f- let me just use a metaphor. <laughs> I design you a house. Right. And then. That person sells the house to somebody else. Right. And they go, well, I like it, but I'd like to add a little orange and maybe a little fish over here. No. Have you ever had that happen? No. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure that they've requested, but I say once it's sealed. That's it. Done. Yeah. Yeah. So I, can, I, I do have that ability to do that in my yeah. medium. So that I can, is, that I can is gra- cool. I can create a new painting. Yeah. Now I've repaired paintings before. Okay. That I can do. I actually did a um, museum restoration okay. for several That's years. Neat. And that teaches you a lot, too. Oh, I bet. So could I remove the varnish and change it from, you know, blue to orange? Yes. Yeah. Will I do it? No, it's <laughs> not really. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so what are you working on currently that's, that's exciting you? It's actually three things that I'm working. You know, for, again, going back to the interior designer. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that in Atlanta, when I lived in Atlanta and... It was not quite not common, but not uncommon that several art, certain artists, could have, um, could work with the industry. Again, doing this is my vision; these are the colors, not necessarily figurative. Right. Um, and it all started because a collector of mine loved the paintings that um, that I'm known for, which is the figurative piece. And as it goes into the water reflections, it becomes very abstract. Mm-hmm. And they wanted that abstract part of it. 
So I'm working on that relationship between the artists, the industry, architect and design, as well as the luxury market, where a designer can come in and say, this is what I'm looking for. This is the size. These are the colors. And again, it goes back to their vision and their creation, and I can deliver that. That's great. Um, So that's one of the things. The other thing is I'm in the process of working on a album cover for a musician. Oh, that's cool. Uh, music is my muse. Yeah. I have more music than I do paintbrushes, I think. And <laughs> Boy, that's a lot because I see a lot of paintbrushes <laughs> there. So that's very exciting. That's cool. You know, so what kind of music do you like to listen to? Oh, you name it. You like, that's how I am. I go Eclectic. all across the board. I mean, there are times you'll come here and as Yo-Yo Man, there are times you come here and as Dr. Dre just <laughs> rapping his soul away. You are just like me. Yeah. Love it totally. all. You know, country, rock, rock and roll. You know, there's yep. good and bad in everything. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm working on that. And then, um, the other one is the flag series. Yeah. That's neat. That's beautiful. That started, so I was doing a painting, um, just, I had, it was more of a rodeo and I wanted Uh to incorporate the patriotism, but I was just sketching it just started. And I had someone here in my studio that in a very innocent way said, aren't you concerned about making such a political statement? And I was like, you know, explain that. And so he was like, you know, with a flag. And I said, well, I said, my flag represents something different. You right. Know, our country, you know, and I and not to get. And I said, but it doesn't represent anything political. Right. And so I wanted I'm doing a series to sort of bring it back more in perspective, putting the flag in uh place where it represents as a country the good and bad mm-hmm. who we all are from all different places and trying to take the political aspect out of it that's good i think i think more of that probably needs to be done i think yeah. everything has become so politicized whether you intended for that to be the right. case or not you right. know and it's just like i wasn't even thinking that yeah you and know? this was a young person a much younger person huh. and i just sort of blew me away that he saw the flag as and a political statement right it's you our know, flag well and this is what i said you know i love take france i have yeah. many friends friend, friends in uh france uh-huh. and they one of them told me this not too long ago was like you know in our country because we love our flag we right. love our anthem we're very nationalistic we can be angry at our government right we can be angry at the world, what's going on, but you will never see us politicize our f- our flag. And our flag. Fa- and the fact we're from France. Correct. Yeah. And so that really resonated with me when she said that. Mm-hmm. And I said, and, and, and I've lived overseas, you know, yep. many places. And, and it's the same thing. They yeah. can be angry at their government. They can be upset, but their flag still means something, something different. Them. Yep. and so that's sort of this is beautiful thank you i really like that so what do you do to relax i mean some people paint to relax you you probably don't paint to relax no i don't although it's relaxing yeah it is relaxing i get lost in my i you know i'm one of the lucky people out there that loves my job you know i love what i do so when you paint do you do you in essence meditate I mean, are you, is your no. mind going in a different, are no. you laser focused? Laser focused. Really? So, oh yeah. So yeah, I don't get lost in some other thought. No, when I paint, I'm laser focused on every stroke, huh. every bit of color that I'm putting on. So when I'm done here at the end of the day, my ba- my brain is fried. Fried, yeah. It's literally, I'm, I've, yeah. I'm sensory overload yeah. almost. Um, so for fun, I love to read. Okay. And I will read. I'm a night owl, so I don't go to bed till like one, two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'll read three, four hours every night. Wow. A whole bunch great. of different stuff. Um, so it's like music. You have a wide gamut of, of interests. Oh, yeah. I do. Um, so that's one of the things. Love to travel. Mm-hmm. Now that I live in a place with very little water. Well, like we're, we're trying to convey you to come on one of our trips. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've been stalking you lately good, and looking good. at all these trips. I'm like, I'm definitely going to do one of those. So I love to travel. I'm a foodie. Yeah, there you go. You're on the right trip then. And I know how to cook. You're on the right trip then. And I don't like to cook. It's Perfect. a shock. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, so that's the other thing. If I, I, I always have on top of my list, and I know it's one of those things that will never happen because my family would absolutely be horrified. I'd buy a Harley. 
and take off for three well, months. I, I like back. the black Corvette out there. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty That's my sharp. answer to my, you know, my motorcycle. Uh, my conservative, uh, I don't know, they're not conservative, but they'd be <laughs> horrified if I saw me buy a Harley and take off. So. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, so I, I mainly just read my music, friends. I love going out yep. to eat. So I'm pretty. So what's your favorite, what's your favorite restaurant here in town? Oh my gosh! So it all depends what I'm in the mood for. My, you know, I go by my favorite steak. It's at mm-hmm. Dominique's. Okay, very good. Steak Farina. Um yep. Seafood. I mean, I like Eddie B's. There's uh-huh. all the, you know, all the. I go more by the dish. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of yeah great restaurants here. It's gotten a lot better. How long have you lived here? Uh, about nine years. Okay. And it's got yeah. Yeah. Even it, in the not last nine years, it's gotten a lot yes, better. Yes. No. Absolutely. Yeah. So. so who are some of your favorite artists all time that have inspired you? Well, uh, going back to Picasso, yep, but it's not even as, um, and mainly because he did what he did. Yeah. We have a tendency. That's the reason I, I've always liked him too, because ha- he did the, he did all the work. Right. And then he could do whatever he wanted after that. But the bigger inspiration with him was that he did what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, galleries have a tendency to, is something sell? Oh, this is what you're painting. Right. This is how you're painting. Whereas here in my studio, as you can see, I can play around. And so I love that. As far as, you know, there's several artists that I follow, um, that are current. Mm -hmm. One is, uh, Paco Martin from Spain. Uh Love his, and his all color pencils. And he's such a master. Oh, if you have not seen his work, he is such hmm. a master. And so I really enjoy looking at his work. That's neat. Um, to check that out. Yeah, Robert uh, Lang. It's uh, Robert Lang Studios in uh, South Carolina. Hmm. And I follow, I'm not even in the gallery, but I love his work, contemporary realism. Mm-hmm. But what I love even more, this is an artist's own gallery, and it's just how supportive he is of other artists. Hmm. And that the work that they show and carry. That's neat. And I think that's really hard to find. What does his work look like? Um, it's figurative. Yeah. He's got a lot of figurative and he's got, you know, he does great hands. So. Okay. Yeah. His gallery is extremely well known. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it. We were just in Charleston last year, two years ago. Yes. Yeah, uh, it would be um, RLS is the name of the gallery. Okay. My, one of my buddies owns a gallery down there and okay. it sounds familiar. So I'm going to check with him and see yeah, if that's what check. it is. So, and again, I, I, and I think they speak to me. I mean, there are, there's a lot of great art there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that's of great, great artists and, and worldwide. I think there's so many amazing artists yeah. and art. So I look for that, but then what speaks to me is I think the kind of people that they are, mm-hmm. you know, how yeah. they, how they are in the world. How they are in the world <laughs> yeah. makes their art more meaningful. Yeah, I think you're right. So uh, what are you, some of your favorite local galleries and art events here in town? Well, so obviously going back to Scottsdale Arts, yep. you know, I do love the uh, canal. Yeah, that's coming up. That's coming up. I just, uh, it's so neat to go down there and have dinner and, yeah. and see the display. And, you know, Kim just works so hard on that. And I just yeah. think, and I love it that it's for the public. Right. And you don't have to I, pay. I think what I, you know, I'm, like I said, we, we're, we've both just become members of the board. And just the little bit that I've seen that is coming our way mm-hmm. in terms of art venues and art events in this town. Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to explode, to be honest with you. I think the Scottsdale art scene is going to literally explode in the next five, ten years. Oh, I, I think so. And I think the key thing is, again, through the guidance of Gerd and mm-hmm. his team, was that coming out of COVID, yeah. most entities, more most art groups are, are slowly, we're going to add slowly. Yeah. Whereas we were like, no, we're not. We're just going to rampack this uh, social calendar with social, with uh, art events. And I, it's needed. Yeah. We're coming out of a situation where I think we're absolutely desperate right. to connect and to be entertained in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I see it in a lot of different um, venues in terms of art and architecture and music and fashion. I think there's a lot of, I think we're in the moment of enormous change. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to yeah. see a lot of things that are going to just, what happened with COVID and what's happened to the world and where we go from here is going to look totally different than, than what I think any of us have seen before. 
Well, it's put a lot of, I think, reinterpretation. It's made, right, and of and, our and, lives and what perspective. It means. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know what's important, what's, what's important. not important. You know, going back to us artists, we're so isolated. We all artists. I mean, right. when you're creating, you're not entertaining. You know, another show that I went to it for six years as a spectator, mm-hmm. as an art lover. Uh, the past three years have been part of the show and a celebration of fine art. And I um, I treat them like a local gallery. Yeah, they are my local gallery. That's neat. What I love about it is, and there's not many of these left. Um, it's three months long, hmm. and unlike the three day weekend art show, which I love too. Yep. This is three months every day where they're painting. Wow. And the interaction between artists and art lover happens happens and that's what it's all about and i have people that have the past three years have never bought a piece from me will never buy a piece from me i'm a-okay with that but they come three six times to my studio area and they just want to be there and feel the energy and And yeah watch you create yeah and they ask about hey did you finish that piece and again introvert here you know our extrovert here (laughs) gives me that connection that I don't get here. And that's, it's it's my favorite show because it's three months and you see people come at first week of the show Mm -hmm. and every two weeks they come to see the progress. That's neat. Have you ever taught? Yes. You have? I have. So one of the jobs when I was a single mom, um, I was a substitute teacher for languages and arts um, in a private school. So I've taught here. Um, one of the things that I love to do is every once in a while I hear a parent or someone that I know through someone else say that they're having difficulties with their teenager mm. or preteen. <laughs> and at no, I don't charge for this. Mm-hmm. I said, bring, bring them in. Bring them in. Work with them. Yep. Interesting. And um, well, I, I might need to take you up on some lessons on the skin skin tone yeah. painting. Oh yeah, your your technique is absolutely amazing. Well, it, it's I will gladly gladly uh, yeah. So do that. So let's see. I have one other question, and now I forgot. Darn it! I was gonna ask you. So oh, what I'd like to know, what I'd, I'm always fascinated in is is in the process. Mm-hmm. Have you ever time lapsed yourself painting? As far as the... Like when you start a painting, just have the camera there and just leave it on and let it record. You know, I have not done the full thing. I've done like little Little minutes uh here. Yeah. I think that'd be fascinating. No, and and actually, you know... See one of your pieces just actually create right in front of your eyes. I would want to hire somebody to do it Mm -hmm. because... Set it up and... Oh, yeah, because that's... You know, I have Apple everything. I'm waiting for the Apple chip in my brain (laughs) so that I don't have to swear so much at my computer. You're so funny. (laughs) I still have the original Mac in my office. <laughs> wow. And it still works. Oh, yeah. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Those are valuable. Yeah. It's amazing. So, yeah. yeah who knows what's going to come out in the next, like uh, I said, yeah. 10 years in technology that as artists, architects, musicians, we can use, you know, yeah. to add to the medium of paintbrushes and yeah, canvas. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I, this, I love the process. I love the tactical process yeah. of painting. I'm not. I have the equipment to do digital art. Yeah. I don't get quite the... Uh, same satisfaction. Same satisfaction. So, yeah. So, it, it's all about finding... You we, know, we, we, I stress the hybrid. I always tell people the word architecture mm-hmm. is the word art and technology. Correct. It's combined. Very true. And I said, a lot of architects these days are losing the art fact. A lot of our people draw by hand because I, I always tell people that you can... I can put two plans in front of a client, one drawn by hand, mm-hmm. the other drawn by CAD, same exact floor plan, no difference. And the clients will look at it and they'll go, ooh, I really like this one. <laughs> and it's the hand drawn, they pick the hand drawn one the almost every single time. Yeah, I think it you speaks know. to us. It does, there's soulfulness to it. It, it really is. You it, can it, find the energy. Well, the same with art. I mean, you know, yep. digital art, I mean, for a while was the explosion and it still is. Again, right. it different generation but even that generation as they grow and right they go back to so when you do a piece i mean Mm -hmm. one thing that i think about sometimes with even with a house is when that piece is finished don't you feel like a good chunk of your soul and your life and whatever was going on in your life at that time is absorbed into that painting in some some way and when it goes away 
that part goes away with you or with them. They're babies. Right? <laughs> yes. Totally. No, and, and it's, yeah, there's... there's. You remember what you were doing when you did that I remember painting. what I was doing, why I why was doing, doing it. doing what you were feeling. And I remember the emotion. There's yeah. some of the pieces here right now that have a lot of yeah. emotion. And at the time, I know what maybe what I was going through, right. thinking about, and... But I, I've always been fascinated, again, the, the person that loves it and buys it just puts a totally different spin, <laughs> yeah. and I never correct them. Yeah. It's a, their story. It's their point. story. If it's, you know, it's becoming their painting, and right. they project into it what they want to see, and right. that's, what, that's what it's all about. I so mean. when the painting goes away, let's just say 10 years, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, you see it again. Mm -hmm. You haven't seen it in 20 years. What's that like? Uh, sometimes I, I, it has happened that yeah. I see it and I'm like, dang, I nailed that one. <laughs> <laughs> but do any of those emotions ever come back? Yeah. No, Where absolutely. Like, oh my God. I remember when I painted yeah. that. And, and there are other ones that I see. I'm like, ah, I've evolved quite a bit. It's <laughs> funny, know? isn't it? I would have done it a little bit different, but no, I definitely, uh, yeah. there's some Houses pieces. The same thing. Yeah. There's some pieces that, um, oh yeah, there's, there's two pieces in, uh, public collections. Yeah. And I got to see one not too long ago. And definitely that emotion that right. what I was trying to capture. So I wonder if that ever happens for like a tax preparer. Do you know, like, God, that was the best tax return I ever did. And I remember when I did that. And I don't, I don't think know. that happens. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how they do what they <laughs> I do. I don't know either. Do you? <laughs> no. I mean, because so much emotion goes into what we do. I know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. But it I does. think that's why we love our job. I think so too. We're emotionally invested and totally. It brings totally, totally. It brings us joy. Yes. To do that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. How do we find you? Where is your website? Give us your website. Okay, so nelsonart.com okay. would be direct website. Um you can go to also to celebrateart.com. Okay. Locally. Perfect. They have access to my work. Um and I'm you know, post I do a lot through International Guild of Realism. Okay. Uh, my art is in Sedona and Great. Gallery of Modern Masters there. Awesome. But a lot of times, I I love it when people can come into my. Do you ever do events here? I do. Yeah, I haven't done in a while because we I've need been to so collaborate. Yeah, no, I do. That would be a lot here. of fun. Yeah, and I've also done where I take my art to someone's home. Yeah. Just oh, let's do that. That yeah. would be fun too. I have a lot of uh, clients that would would be up for like an art show with my cooking and we get a good group of people there. And a lot of my clients are collectors. Yeah. I mean, they love art. So, yeah, we, so we definitely need to collaborate. No, a little bit. We, so I do that. Uh, one that I did was in Atlanta was with Mercedes Benz. Oh, neat. They'd remove all the cars uh, from the showroom. And it's a uh, thank you to all their clients. And I was the featured artist. So all nice. my art was in there and it's champagne and the whole thing. But I made them bring the... When the AMG came out, because I had done a painting of oh, that car. Oh, that's cool. So anyway, so yeah, so I absolutely just anything again to yeah. where I meet people and yep. hear that's their life stories. Those inspire my paintings. Yeah, totally. Well, let's do it. And where do we find you on Instagram? Uh, we'd be Nelson Art Studio. Nelson Art Studio. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah. thank you so much. This is so nice. I'm glad we did this on a Sunday. I'm glad we did it in your studio. Oh, thanks, Mark. This is for just the, the energy around, you know, <laughs> sitting here all this whole hour has just been fantastic. Well, so. and if I can add something for the listener, is whenever possible, meet the artist. Yeah. E even even totally. when you go through a gallery, you can always say, is there, is there any way to meet the artist or right. talk to the artist? And definitely always try to see the art in person because. It's it's a world difference yeah. when you... It adds so much value to the piece. It does. And, and you keep using the word energy. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I find lacking in the internet is you see an image of a painting and you said that's well done, but you never get the energy behind that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about the energy, my dear. It really is. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Mark. Great Appreciate job. It. That was fun. I could have gone forever. <laughs> thank you. We'll get you back again. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Okay, I'm totally ready to go pick up my paintbrushes and get to work. She totally fired me up. Thank you, Priscilla, and great job. I could have stayed and chatted with you all morning. Check out her work and stay tuned. We have some cool events and evenings in the works coming, both combining our passions for art and food. So um, this is just the start of some fun things that uh, Priscilla and I have in store for all of you. Okay, stay tuned as we have some fun podcasts in the works, including some 
amazing podcast I'm recording here in Oregon this weekend, including Chef Dario at the top-rated restaurant Rose Marino Osterio Italiana. Okay, I want to say a big thank you for the subscribes and reviews. Please take five minutes to give us a review. And if you do, we will enter you in our drawing here where you will receive free round-trip airfare for our Candelaria Design Oregon Pinot Tour. We just have two spots left, so here is an easy way to get on board and free round-trip airfare. So go right now and give us a rating and review along with a subscribe, and then email or direct message me that you did so, and we will get your name in the hopper for this drawing. We do our best to inspire living in everything we do, from our podcast to our cooking classes to our tours, and of course with our Candelaria Design Homes. Okay, have a great week, everyone. Stay safe, and let's all live our lives with love, compassion, grace, and positivity. See you next week. Because Inspiring Living is all about the people and the organizations that inspire us, we are excited to have Monogram Appliances as one of our sponsors. Anytime we do a new kitchen or a kitchen remodel, Monogram Appliances are what we recommend to our client. Their appliances are the definition of luxury, meticulously detailed using the finest materials and an ownership experience that is second to none. This is how Monogram is always thinking ahead and inspiring and elevating the kitchen experience. Because at Monogram, they don't just elevate one thing, they elevate everything. I want to say a big thank you to my good friends at Stockett Tile and Granite Company, where your project is our priority. I want to thank the Stockett team, along with so many others who contributed to the success of our fabulous demonstration kitchen in our new Candelaria Design office expansion. You will have to check out online our video cooking classes and our kitchen is amazing. I've had the pleasure of working with the Stockett team for nearly 40 years on many spectacular projects and trust me, they are the epitome of excellence when it comes to tile, marble, and granite work bar none. Their skill and customer service is impeccable and the bottom line is they are just good people. I have traveled with and dined with and just had good times both personally and professionally with Dave Stockett and his lovely wife Becky and they are the best. When it comes to your next tile and stone project, make sure Stock It Tile and Granite is a part of your team. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We encourage you to write a review, screenshot it, and share it with your friends. Please instant message it to me and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We thank you for listening, and we look forward to sharing more insights to inspiring living next week.